Beyond Los Cabos, a recap. Welcome to a new special edition of the Nick Font Podcast, where we take you to amazing places in Baja. Loreto, Mantarraya Residences, episode 74, with Susie and George Dover. George, you and Susie decided that you were going to venture into something else in the Baja. Tell us about that experience or that thought process. Well, it kind of it was triggered initially because um, the the friend that the friends that we had met that Susie had met her first on the plane, we'd become good friends with them, and for a number of reasons, um, they desired to buy us out of their home, uh, the home we'd bought into, because they wanted to live there full time primarily, um, and so we were bought out of that home and immediately started looking for other options and. Cabo was first and only on our mind at the time, but <clears throat> there's a few things in Cabo that I missed that I felt um, it didn't have for me personally. Um, one of those specifically is uh, really good ac access to places where you can snorkel and enjoy the sea life. And um, in Cabo, you know, there's just not as many swimming beaches or, or you know, great places to, to get in the water if you're maybe not a surfer. Um, so I started looking around and, and you know, we, we were familiar with La Paz. We'd been there once before, looked at that. Um, but I'd always, every time we'd fly back and forth from Phoenix to Cabo, we'd fly over the La Paz and the Loreto areas. And I look down and I see the islands down there and the water and, and, and you know, Susie and I spent a lot of time in the Caribbean. Um, and in Hawaii before we started to love the Baja. And those waters looked as beautiful, if not more beautiful than anything I'd ever seen. So I just wanted to get there. And um, so we were looking at a lot of different properties and options in Cabo. And we had a we have a very specific budget that we couldn't go outside of. With all that in play, we spent months um, looking at different options in Cabo and We went to Loreto. We went to Danzante Bay to Via del Palmar. Susie reluctantly went initially because it's an all-inclusive, and we are not big fans of all-inclusives for a number of reasons. Um, we're a little bit food snobs, and, <laughs> and and that's the main reason. But fortunately, she she acquiesced, and and we went there. And um, the experience we had was incredible. The feeling I get at Danzante Bay. Is different than anywhere else I've been in the world. And um, every time we go down there, we've been out on the water and had experiences that in my lifetime, I haven't had in the Caribbean, in the Bahamas or anywhere like that, in Hawaii, anywhere like that. Um, and so we initially were hoping to build a home down in Danzante Bay and purchase a lot, right. but we had budget constraints. And um, that, We weren't sure if that was going to work out either. And then fortunately for us, as we were trying to make a decision, the Monteraya condominiums in Dante Bay were released and the price point was absolutely perfect for us. And so immediately we jumped on there and I was thrilled um, because that's where my heart was from the first moment we got there. And um, Susie had other, um, there, there's other interests uh, that Susie has that pushed us a little bit maybe towards Cabo, but um, I could let her maybe talk to those, but 
gives you a little background as to how we ended up there. Episode 97, Wellness at Mantarraya with Chelsea Kimmich. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're in Loreto, Danzante Bay, and Chelsea Kimmich is our special guest. Thank you for joining us, Chelsea. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we just completed our kind of wellness program this morning, and mm -hmm. the project is Monteraya, just over there. You were brought into this project as the wellness director. For what purpose? <laughs> so the purpose of coming into this project was to find a way to really bring, um, well, I should back up, my background before coming to this project is uh, wellness in real estate. Mm -hmm. So it's this growing sector in the wellness market that has to do with real estate. So what we're realizing with the consumer, or the real estate consumer, is that people really care so much more about how they live with where they live. Mm -hmm. So it's it's less about you know all the um, you know fancy properties and things that people still you know enjoy luxury, but we really care more about how we live. So how is the the elements of the house and you know what surroundings we have? Do we have access to healthy food? Do we have access to activities such as hiking or things that are really beneficial for our well-being? Uh, and our mental health. And I think that's more relevant today than ever before, especially coming out of the last few years that we've been in. Right. Um, so coming into this project was really to bring that all together. So can we bring all of that well wellness and well-being and bring it into how and where people live in paradise? Yeah. You know? I always say that <laughs> we, we sell, we don't sell four walls and a roof. We yeah. sell the experience mm -hmm. and the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And here at Danzante Bay, at Monteraya, it mm -hmm. is definitely the lifestyle. We're here on the beach, the calm weather, the calm water. Mm -hmm. And um, you said that this has been a growing trend in real estate. Mm -hmm. That's the wellness uh, concept. What does wellness mean to you? So wellness me, to me, and I, I was um, actually, that was a question that came up today. And I'll just reference that question. Yeah. Someone asked me the difference between, you know, wellness and say a spa, because we have a lot of um, properties that maybe say they have wellness, but you go there and they have massages and yoga classes, right. right? So to me, spa and these kinds of services are about the outside and wellness and well-being is about the inside to me. So it's really nourishing from the inside out. And it's one of those uh, themes that we want to have in this community that we're building. We definitely want to help people as many ways that we can, but we want this to come from the inside, the inside out, and also, you know, respecting the surroundings that we're in. So each property, you know, is going to have its own energy as far as where it, where it is in the world, right? Cerritos Beach, episode 89. Our agent, Cindy Williams in the market in Cerritos. What is going on in Cerritos in the last two years? Oh boy. Well, if you ask the people around, they're like, it's an explosion. But yes, the, that land was sold like years ago, originally 2007, when titles were issued. It was bought up. I mean, and then we hit the 2008, 2009, and all the people just held on or they started to slowly resell. Mm -hmm. So most of that land was originally sold. The people have kept it or sold it, and now everybody's decided it's time to start building on it. So we really are having a construction explosion out there. Average lot sizes, residential? And most of Cerritos was 2,000 meters. Okay. Closer to the beach, they got 1,500 and then 1,100 meters mm -hmm. a lot, or 1,000 on the beachfront. But the average size lot's at like a half acre. Yeah. So 4,000 square meters is a full acre. Mm -hmm. So that 2,000 meters is a half acre. Yes. And Cerritos, for those that don't know... 45 minutes from Cabo San Lucas, or 30 minutes if you're Sydney Williams yeah. driving. <laughs> you drive like me. And 
the explosion of lots being sold, condos being built. It's it's insane. It really is. Um, nothing like Cabo, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, but we see a lot of people that are still looking for those large lots. They're heading that way. Of course, you know, Cerritos has the best, the best weather in mm-hmm. all of Southern Baja. We have this microclimate that's just amazing. That's driving a lot of it. And then the growth in Cabo and San Jose is driving a lot of the force up there. Um, so we, I, I don't have exact numbers and I don't like to misquote, but I would say there's at least 20 new housing starts per month going on right now. Housing? Just individual houses, people building, and then condos. Um, well, we're out of inventory and we've been out of inventory for about a year. So now we're waiting for all the new product to come back on the market or to hit the market. A lot of the pre-sales were done a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see, we've got one, two, three, four, about seven new condo projects that have, coming. are coming. Yes, that are coming that are, haven't broken ground yet or just barely moving dirt. And then we have the Vista Salt project that we're talking about today, yep. which I have a, a major passion for because I think it was designed appropriately as starter homes for the people that want to be in Cerritos, mm-hmm. but they don't have large budgets or they don't want to invest a large amount of money. So we designed it. Because you were a part of that Just process. the design process, right. yes. The, the actually clients that you asked me to take care of, they mm-hmm. were looking to buy some land. They're builders down here in Cabo. Mm-hmm. They've built different developments and so forth. So I talked them into Cerritos yeah. and uh, they're gung-ho. I mean, they're the best clients you could ever have, right? They're just they, they're good. But I helped them design a product that mm-hmm. I thought we could sell. Because most of the products in Cerritos over the years have been condos. Right. That's where people are comfortable. Why is that? Because I think it's, they think they just lock their door and they go away. Is that true? Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. And they, they know there's management. The rental potential is easy. People like to just rent a condo. Um, also, if you're a developer, you want to build condos because you get more. Maximize your dollar. Right. Absolutely. So they, um, Adama is the name of the group that's, that's building. They agreed to listen to me. We did our homework. We looked at other projects that weren't maybe moving or what, what I felt was not correct about them. And I modeled this one after Villas de Cerritos, which is Mm -hmm. the most successful little project in multiple different kinds of designs. Drew just built this, then he built this but they rent. It's a beautiful community, et cetera. So I said, let's follow that design. Okay. So, and so the result is how many houses? On the first phase, mm-hmm. there's 12 houses. Four of them are gone. They were sold to family, friends, et cetera. Okay. So I have eight available right now. I have about four contracts floating around in the air. Right. So legitimately, I think I have like four left. Okay. So of the four that are left, mm-hmm. what are the specs of the homes? Um, well, they're all individual houses, no connecting walls. Mm-hmm. They're designed as like a smaller home or a rental for a couple, maybe. What is the community offering in terms of amenities? Well, it's, it is a gated community mm-hmm. in the sense that um, it's not guarded. We don't have a guard, but a security guard's available. That's where most how most of the people do. We hire a nightly security guard. Mm-hmm. But at this point, that's not a part of it. A part of it, no. But it's it's completely walled and gated. Mm-hmm. And then when once you enter from either the north side or the south side, 
the houses line the the beautiful pathway that yep. runs through it. We have a community pool, uh-huh. and then on the other side we have a an outdoor gathering area, little palapa, a little barbecue mm-hmm. place to, to entertain guests. Episode 104 with our agent, Julia Kelsen. So Julia, why was it that you decided to build your own home instead of just buying something that's finished? Good question. Yeah, it's, it's a, a really good, question. good question. Yeah, it's a really cool story, I think. It's cool. Um, when we decided to move... First condition, next to the ocean. Yeah, of course. So Roma and I, we always wanted to have our own place by the ocean because we were raised on the Sea of Japan. Uh, and so we really wanted just to find this place, however small, doesn't matter, and just to age there and die. <laughs> That's so morbid. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Don't Romeo and Juliet, don't sorry. Don't um, tragedy. Tragedy. One yes. day. <laughs> One day together. One day all of us yes. will, yes. And so we were looking for that, uh, for a place like that. And... Uh, Seattle at the time was off limits in terms of pricing. Okay. It was very, very, it was high. very high, very uh, expensive. And so we were thinking where to move. We decided to move. And we were considering Bali and Vietnam. Um, and then we decided in favor of Mexico after our trip to Todos Santos. In 2019, we flew here. Before that, we were sitting in the kitchen. I remember it. And we just zoomed in. Google in maps. Google, on Google Maps, and we're like, houses for sale in the Santo Ciritos area. And so we found this house. We looked through pictures, and we liked it. And It was we, on sale? It was on sale, of course, yes. And so we bought tickets, and we flew within a day. So we arrive in Ciritos. We go to the house. Well, the house turned out not to be our dream house. Um, so we thought to ourselves, why not just buy land and build? Um, we were a little crazy, I think, because we didn't have a clue what we were getting into. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we had really good friends who supported us. Um, our friend and broker, um, Rock Flashman, uh-huh. and Julie O'Neill, his colleague, they helped us with that. So they took us around and showed us all kinds of lots, flat lots, mostly. We looked at like half a dozen. And then we just didn't like it quite. Guess what? Just- you let pick up the... Heaviest one. So <laughs> most difficult. One. So 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 then Rock said, "Oh, I'll I'll just show you a, like a, a, a lot on a slope," yeah. and he brought us to this really special property, and we stood there. And we said, "Oh wow, we are totally building here." <laughs> Despite it being on like a 33-degree yes. incline yes. into the ocean, I yeah. tried to change your mind. Uh, probably we will both. <laughs> Because it's more expensive, right? It's more expensive. Uh, yeah. uh, it's more expensive. And it takes more time. To me, one of the challenges we resolved at the beginning is she, they had totally trust or confidence on me about the proposal. You have to invest on retainables. You have to do this. And then they, they, are, they are helping me on that. They are not making my life like a tragedy. No? <laughs> Back to the Romeo and Juliet, uh, the yeah. tragedy. But I think it's because we're clueless. Like in most ignorance I mean, is bliss, yeah, right? Exactly. And you do things that are maybe a little bit more risky. Probably, well, because we, I like to take risks, mm-hmm. calculated ones, yes. and so of course we calculated finances, and you know, so much goes into it. So we did a big research. I think one of the uh, factors for success is that you do your homework way before you start building. We had at least five, six iterations of design. 
We kept changing things around all the time. And we researched everything, like everything. And so I, I feel like it's the right decision because every time we go to that place, we feel in awe. You know, we get how this shivers, made, yeah. how beautiful the place is. And how it's professionally made. It's, it's, you can see just straight lines. Well, good angles. You know, had you had you guys built a house before? No, never. So you never built a house before, and you move to Mexico. You buy a piece of land, and you're going to build your first house on a 33 degree incline. Yes. Because of Augustine. Yeah. I think trust is everything. Yeah. Say. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Thais Cape, episode 99, with our agent Emma Nicholson. The East Cape, <laughs> for those that don't know Emma. Yeah. Where is the East Cape, geographically speaking? Okay, so uh, for those of you who have never left San Jose or Cabo, um, if you go north, the temperature doesn't change. It's still the same climate. And you head northwards, probably recommend on MEX-1, and you drive for about 150 kilometers. It's, it's quite a way, 150 kilometers, and that's the stretch we call the East Cape. So it's from south of Zacatitos up to um, Boca del Alamo in the north, north of El Cardinal. Why do you speak in kilometers? You're from England. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I've been Mexican. So about 90 <laughs> miles, about 90 miles. Sorry, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's actually the coast road. It's a bit longer okay. on the, the other road, but... Uh, it's, it's very different, the East Cape, to here. Um, we have swimmable beaches. Mm -hmm. um, we have a different pattern of weather. There's a very strong north wind that blows from November to um, around end of March, and that attracts a very different crowd of people. We have a lot of wind sport enthusiasts. Um, but the great thing about it, unlike other wind sport areas, where you think like Tarifa in Spain or maybe Lanzarote, the wind lies down about five o'clock. And so you can have cocktails on your patio or on your veranda and really enjoy the beautiful Sea of Cortez with the whales leaping and the dolphins playing. It's, it's gorgeous. You've, you first came to the area in the Baja how many years ago? I've uh, been here about 12 years now. Okay, so the East Cape is um, the place you immediately went to or did you start like a lot of people in Cabo? Yeah, I came to Cabo a lot, actually, 10 years before that and hated it. Sorry for all the Cabo people here. <laughs> and uh, Why did you hate it? <laughs> it's just too many people, too many cars. I came from London and it's like a mini London and just really wanted some space. Was a windsurfer and discovered Los Barriles and felt like I'd come home. Um, and then we never left. We came for a month, and that was 12 years ago, and we never went home. So for you, it was vacationing in Cabo, but living yeah. in the East Cape. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What have you seen in terms of trends over the last couple of years with people? Who's buying in the East Cape? Wow. So I would say, and I think a lot of people here have the same view, that it's you know populated by sleepy um, fishing towns. Well, the fishing has changed a lot and people are coming there now to the East Cape um, for pickleball, where we've got the biggest pickleball resort in Mexico, in Los Barriles. Um, They're coming for wind sports, for mountain biking. It's a really big outdoor area. So you've probably got about three decent conurbations. You've got Larabera, you've got Los Barriles, and you have El Cardenal. 
And yeah, La Ventana to a degree, but that's a very seasonal town because people come for wind sports and then they leave in the summer and it's dead. But what we're increasingly seeing is a big move from Cabo. And I didn't really know how to explain it. And I was talking to somebody from one of our mortgage companies and they said to me, the problem is, is everybody's caboed out. And our biggest group of buyers at the moment is people coming from Cabo and San Jose up to the East Cape because they sell their $7 million condo or uh, house and they can buy a beachfront for 2.5. And a beachfront on a swimmable beach where you know they walk out of their gate, they jump on their paddleboard in their kayak and they go and play with the whales and the dolphins immediately. I mean, that is a different quality of life that you just can't have here. So um, that's a group we're seeing. Uh, influences that really changed us were COVID. We suddenly saw an influx of digital nomads. We saw younger people coming in with kids. We have um, private little schools now setting up, tutoring. Uh, we never had that before. Ten years ago, if you came with a kid, if you lasted a year, it would be amazing because you just couldn't educate them there. But that's changed. Um, we have uh, a lot of investors coming in. We have one of the biggest rental markets and very little supply. And the, rent, the buildings are being built, but there's still not enough. And you get to September when everybody starts coming back, and it's crazy. You just cannot keep... Um, keep the number of rentals. They just they just go so so fast. So there's a lot of people coming up for that, and then uh, retirees. Um, people are all the baby boomers. They're still coming. They might have bought lots. Um, now they're building there, but a lot of them are deciding to buy. And one of the big issues we're facing is scarcity. Yesterday I had a meeting with two. Mexican agents who have lived there all their lives. And I said, look, we need to find some lots. And they said, Emma, they're gone. So we have no lots left. The Palisades and Los Barriles, episode 118, with Nick Dragomeyer, member of our team. You came to the company and immediately, through a relationship you have, um, are bringing a community or a new community, a new yes. project, and I'd like to talk about that project. Okay. What's the name of it? It's called the Palisades. And where is it located? It's literally about five minutes outside of downtown Los Perillas mm -hmm. and maybe about 30 seconds away from Mexico's largest pickleball resort, Tres Palapas. Okay. Tres Palapas is super popular. Even like coming from Cabo, a lot of people talk about the Tres Palapas. Because they, I didn't know this, but they do tournaments between the all two the, towns. Yes, all the time. There's always a tournament going on there. And it's literally the fastest growing sport in the world right now. And so five minutes from town, how far to the water is it? Also that couple minutes? It's about a third of a mile. Like mm -hmm. literally, it's, it'll take you 30 seconds to drive to the beach. Okay. And Palisades is a community of how many homes? So there's 34 home sites mm -hmm. that are going to be uh, available at the Palisades. I don't really want to call it phase one, but phase one is uh, six six sites right now, mm -hmm. and they are currently under construction with two of the first models. All right, and there's a special name to the models that you've given it. Right, we're gonna call it the Gem Collection. Uh -huh. And so we have Via Opal, Via Topaz, and Via Amber. What are some of the unique features in those three models and the overall community of Palisades? 
So the Palisades are all built on really, you know, sizable lots. So anywhere from 1,300 square meters to 1,600 square meters. So it's, first of all, it's a really nice piece of property that the house will be built on. Right. And then each client will be able to choose which model they want and which lot they want. So it's the first one of its kind in Los Brillas where the client actually has options. So the developer is not saying this lot is this floor plan take it or leave it, it literally, you could pick the location, the lot, and one of the three models. That is correct, yeah. And so some of the unique differences between the models, which would be one has a boat garage, mm -hmm. right? And then one has like a smaller extra garage with an RV, and or not RV, excuse me, like a boat or motorcycles right. or something like that. And then the third one would just have to be a regular standard two-car garage. But with the regular standard, your Opal, Villa Opal, has a larger master bedroom than some of the other ones. So there's you know, definitely something for everybody. Okay. How is the overall market for single family homes in not just Los Barriles, but all of the East Cape? How many houses are on the market? What does having 34 homes, starting with just a couple in sure. the Palisades, understandably, but what does that, um, what opportunities are there? Right now, currently, there are 24 homes on the market. In all of the East Cape? That's it. Yes. And I heard, that, so that's like that's El Cardinal to like La Rivera. Yes, to La Rivera. That is it. East Cape North, what right. do you call it? All price so ranges? 24. There are 12 houses that are below uh, the $650,000 mm -hmm. range. Half of them? Yep, half of them. And the half of them are above 700. Okay. So we're right in the center. All right. And so the price ranges are going to be from what to what? We, they're starting at 650 mm -hmm. and there's a model at 675 and one at 700. Okay. And I'm assuming the higher price is the higher square foot. Yes, homes. it's the larger one with the uh, boat garage okay. as well. All right. Cabo Vinorama, episode 85. City La Chormoise, take us north of Los Cabos. So what kind of business are you already doing? Because you're actually um, working with buyers and sellers already. Yeah. I have few clients, buyers, um, that I have been um, in touch and they are coming in Cabo. So it's not for today. It's take time. We are in touch. I stay very connected with them to check what they need. Uh, I'm sure that will be bringing me sales mm -hmm. from buyers. But yeah, I, I have a good, uh, I'm very happy because I have a, we have a new uh, project. Yeah. Um, Where's that project? It's in Cabo, Cabo Vinorama. It's um, a big community. It's, uh, it's like uh, 154 lots uh, in the same community with um, uh, entrance gates, 24-hour security, video camera protection all, all day. And you have uh, already 60 lots that has been sold. Where but is still have 90. All, all of them are on a hill with view directly to the sea of Cortes. So you don't, you don't have a view on the street, on the road. You see only uh, the, the sea of Cortes. The 90 lots which are available have all incredible view on the sea of Cortes. You have already like eight, home, four home construction and already construction construction done on four more. So it's doing like, there is movement now there. And this is a beachfront community. It's a beachfront community. It is at uh, less than 40, ki uh, 40 minutes from San Rosé del Cabo. 
and at about four kilometers from uh, the famous uh, community of um, Nine Palm Beach, Nine Palm Beach, where there is a surf. This is a surf Nine community. Right? So, there is it's building now there. And this is the area that a lot of us might have heard of or know well, the East Cape. Exactly. This is the East Cape of San Jose del Cabo, and this is between uh, La Paz and San Jose, and this is an incredible place. It's a lot of things to do now, but actually there is only uh, two communities with uh, fractional lots uh, between uh, Cabo Pulmo and uh, San Jose, uh, and Cabo, Cabo Vinoma is one of them. Okay, and so someone that Right now, it's just you buy a lot, right? One of the 90 lots you can be purchasing. Oh, you can purchase uh, with me one lot today, but actually, we have the possibility to expand to the other lots. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, we go for mine, but I can show the other ones, and if one is more attractive for better location for my client he feels that it's better for him we can uh, we can have a, a, a conversation with the owners and we we can uh, have a, a deal for sure la paz episode 40 with agustino lachea and andrea lozoya part of our team at the capital of the state and again i find myself in la paz on the other side of the malecon and today's guests are andrea lozoya and Augustine Olachiel. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, thank you. Thank you. So you both are Ronival real estate agents. And when we were with our Liva developers just a couple of weeks ago, it was on the other side of the Malacon. Mm -hmm. And Augustine, you were telling me that the Malacon actually is several kilometers long. It's a little bit over 15 kilometers long where we're standing right now, uh-huh. all the way to the end. But... When you do that that bike uh, ride, it's so much beautiful because you you're facing the ocean almost all the time. It's safe too, and right? it's also very safe because it's a guarded, uh, dedicated bike lane, and there's so many people that use it. Families, mm-hmm. when you go in the afternoon, it's like a always in La Paz. It's like a party with the local community being there with foreigners yeah. and tourists. It's such an uh, amazing energy that La Paz brings to, to you when you, you experience it. And for those of you that have been watching our content for a while or listening to it, you might recognize his voice or his face. Augustine <laughs> was on a couple of videos with us, whether it was in Paraiso del Mar, which is actually just off of the mm-hmm. distance here, um, or during the lockdown on Zoom. We met each other for the very first time, I remember, on a Zoom call. And before a Ronival real estate agent, you were the president of the... Hotel Association. In La Paz. In La Paz. And uh, while doing that, our main goal was to promote this beautiful area. Mm -hmm. So I was not not only pleased, but also um, very happy to be representing the, the tourists... Uh, organization here in La Paz. Yeah. And we're very happy because things have developed. La Paz is booming. It's attracted attraction. It's a work we've been doing for the past 14 years. And finally, it's paying off. We're very happy. I mean, we're right now uh, located right next to Puerto Cortez. 
Exactly. And that's the location of two hotel sites, right? Two hotel sites. One is a Chablais. It's already announced. And the other one is a Fermo hotel with residences in. And it has a golf course. And there's more. There's another uh, residential area about to happen there. And it's right next to this uh, area and the Pedregal. Pedregal, so, you just listed a house there. And we just recorded a Ronnie Ball Luxury video over there. And Andrea, you yourself, you're uh, from the area, correct? Yeah, born and raised. Born and raised yeah. in La Paz. What do they call native La Paz? Paseños. So Paseños. I'm a Paseña. A Paseña. Oh, well, I am. Yeah. And you've been in the company not originally as a sales agent, but in our call center. Yeah, that's right. I've been in the company for, I think, a little over a year, almost a year and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. As a sales agent for how long? Almost a year now as a sales agent. And how has the real estate career been going mm -hmm. now that it's been a little, about a year now? Yeah, about a year now. Very good. I'm very happy to be at Runnable, to be a sales agent. It's something that I never thought I would be doing as a professional career path. Um, uh, because tell everyone yeah. what you were doing before. So before coming into real estate, I used to be a professional dancer back in Mexico City. That's what I did as a career back in college. Um, but yeah, now with the pandemic, of course, a lot happened. I ended up moving back to La Paz and I came into Ronival as an ISA. Um, and as an ISA, that's where I learned a lot about this business. I came not knowing anything about real estate. You remember I told you on my first interview. Um, I didn't know anything about real estate. I came as an ISA. I learned as much as I could. And then the opportunity came up to become become an agent. Yeah. And yeah, it's been almost a year. And so everyone, last month, February, Andrea sold four properties as a first-year sales agent. So I'm very proud of you. So Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us and sharing your little bit of your story. And for you, Augustine, you joined us just a few months ago. Just months ago. And how, for you... Being in uh, tourism, in the hotel, uh, kind of in the hotel industry, yes. you also lived in Cabo San Lucas for a number of Seven years. Seven years. And you used to be the owner of a famous restaurant. In it's Cabo. called La Trattoria. Probably people that have been going to Cabo for many, many years ago went maybe one time to our restaurant. I did. In La Trattoria. It was right across Squid Row. I went there too. <laughs> <laughs> many of us did, and some don't remember even going there, but many have gone. And uh, this industry is so specialized that before getting to know the ropes, yeah. I didn't feel the need of getting a professional to represent me to buy a property or to sell a property. Right. Now that I'm here, I think it's a must. Uh, it's not because I'm on this side, but I know how how much knowledge, how much professionalism has to be there to represent you better, to have a better deal, and to guide you for your purchases or your selling your properties. That's right. So I'm amazed. I'm uh, getting acquainted and uh, getting to know a lot of friends are beginning to list with Ronival because they know what Ronival is all about, right. what you represent, and what we can help them out here in La Paz. Yeah, and so I, I, you've already have been a great source of um, contacts and knowledge. I mean, if I have any questions about La Paz or surrounding areas, I call up Augustine, he's like, oh yeah, 
That person's my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, that person's my friend. Small town. In fact, this restaurant, town. the Seaside Bar and Grill, he knows the owner. So He's a very just... good friend of mine, James. <laughs> James Curtis. Hello, James, if you see me here in the podcast. And this is an Hello. amazing spot right on the beach. You're looking at boats off in the distance and not that far away. I mean, the community is incredible here. There's a dog park right next door, uh, a kid's playground, super safe. Um, in fact, a lot of the things that you're telling me off camera, Augustine, is a lot of people are coming here because it is so safe. And yeah. they feel like protected. And, and you're really with nature. Whale, whale sharks are right over there. Right here, just 15 minutes away from where we're at. And about the whale sharks. Everybody's beginning to be a wave coming to see the whale shark, but we have uh, implemented a program to be very organized to go see the whale shark. So that's good. I mean, it's just uh, sustainability, which is very uh, used term now, but we're, we're really doing it right in the past. Um, uh, like you say, it's very friendly. Yeah. That's probably the word. And La Paz, as in Spanish, means peace in English. So it just kind of just sinks in when you're here. It's La Paz. It's the peace in every sense of the word. Well, that, no one could have said it better than Agustino Lacheo. Right, Andrea? Yeah, I agree. Um, Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronaval Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at nickfong underscore Ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.